0: have such a special episode for the shit talk listeners today my dear friend ariana corman joins me she is the chief operating officer of juice press which is based in new york city her background is in nutritional sciences having studied at cornell university and she completed her master's in nutrition at nyu and dietetic internship at montefiore medical center she firmly believes that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition and feels passionately about working with the individual to develop a strategy that makes each person feel their best. She is a dear friend of mine, and we had such a fun conversation. We talk about how to stay on track while traveling. Ari gets into the CPG industry, things she looks for when choosing different products, especially when on the go, and ways she prepares for trips, nutritionally speaking. So please enjoy our conversation. I have her Instagram and website linked in the show notes. Enjoy. Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast, Ariana Corman. How are you? Hey, Liz. Good.
1: I'm excited to be here. How are you today?
0: Thanks for taking the time. I'm good. Um, I'm a little tired, as I have already told you. It's really humid here in New York City. Obviously, I'm hydrated as fuck, but I'm still a little tired.
1: Yeah, it's really not a day to be outside here. It's like a million degrees, so hot, could barely walk to the gym this morning, could barely walk back from the gym this morning. I'm proud I made it to the gym this morning at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely not, not a great day here in New York.
0: No, I was going to say it's a Sunday morning we're recording and it's impressive you even went. I usually take Sundays off except for a walk. Obviously, mm-hmm. I do my all business walks, but I haven't walked yet. So
1: not a day for walking.
0: I-, I feel like once it rains, it'll break the heat and then I'll walk.
1: I know. No, I, I totally agree. It's supposed to be it's supposed to have rained all day though, and has not yet rained. Yeah. So we'll see if that actually happens. It's so confusing.
0: But just for the listeners, a bit about how Ari and I know each other. She's I love saying esteemed colleague about all my friends from NYU. Um, I know her from NYU, where she completed her masters. She's now the COO of Juice Press. Obviously, I already mentioned all that in the intro, but she's a dear registered dietitian friend and just a friend but we know each other from nyu and i thought it'd be great to have her on because she has such unique experience in the cpg or consumer packaged goods industry as the coo of juice press she's you know up on all the latest products and she's actually someone who has struggled with allergies of her own and knows what it's like to have that anxiety that comes along with allergies what am i going to eat am i going to get sick etc so it's summer, you know, travels in full swing. I have done an episode on summer travel, but today specifically, Ari and I want to talk about, you know, use her expert expertise and background and experience with allergies and get into how she eats healthy on the go, picks things, you know, avoids that anxiety, what she does at the airport, what she does before the airport, because I mean, a lot of people are anxious travelers regardless of allergies, add allergies into the mix. Or intolerances or whatever and it can you know it can kink your routine
1: definitely yeah i um just to to jump in so a little bit of background um for the listeners liz i know you already know this but my um allergies developed a little bit later in life Um, i was in college um, and i am allergic to gluten and dairy which are two ingredients that, as you can imagine, can be really difficult to avoid at times, um, especially when you are traveling and you're not able to kind of control everything that's going into your food. You're not cooking at home. You you know might not have access to a refrigerator. So when this first happened to me, I did have a lot of anxiety about traveling because I was always kind of thinking, where am I going to be able to get my next meal? Um, am I going to be able to always have what I need? Am I going to get really hungry? I also... Um, have low blood sugar at times. Um, So I would always get a little bit stressed about what if I get really hungry and then I start having low blood sugar and I start feeling faint and I can't find what I need. So over the years, I started to kind of develop these strategies that I do use every time I travel still. Um, I will say the world has gotten a lot better um, in terms of what options are out there for people who do have allergies, labeling has gotten a lot better. So it's a lot easier to tell restaurants are typically better at answering questions than they used to be. Um, but that being said, traveling, especially if you're not going to you know, a really major city, It can be really stressful if you're going on vacation to you know we obviously live in new york but if you don't and you're coming to on vacation to new york if we're going to another major city in the united states or something like that it can be pretty easy um just because you do have access to so many options um but especially if you're going either out of the country or you're going somewhere that's a little bit more remote you're going hiking you're going camping you're you know going somewhere where you kind of have to make do um I do think that that's something that people get really stressed about so um one place that i thought you know we could start is the airport because that is you know where your trip begins um Mm -hmm. nowadays there are a lot of good options at certain airports Uh, especially in new york we are very lucky to have three airports that all have pretty solid food options um two of i think all three of them have been recently renovated so they all Mm -hmm. have some pretty solid food and beverage but in a pinch, it can be really stressful. So one thing that I, you know, always think about in the airports is how am I going to build what I call a semi meal, Um, you don't either always have time to get a full meal, or they just don't have what you're, you know, what you're either enjoy what you're looking for, what you want to eat, what you can eat. Um, So I kind of try and mix and match different components. And actually, a lot of snacks can be surprisingly good for that. So what I always look for is can you get protein, fat and carbs somehow in this meal and ideally some fiber. So some of my go-tos are just getting a protein bar as part of the meal. It's not awesome. I'm not someone who says live on protein bars, but if you, if that's the only way that you're going to get protein in that meal, it's just a great add on. And then you can usually find either an all veggie salad or something like that. Unfortunately, a lot of airport salads in my experience do have Dairy on them, so a lot of them don't work for me. But usually, I can find one that's kind of all vegan that won't have any protein in it, but at least gets me some veggies, some fiber. Often, will have a little bit of dried fruit in it. Um, I can add the protein bar, I, or I can get you know some nuts, some pistachios, something like that. Every airport has pistachios and almonds. Um, another really good thing that I look for is the brand Rhythm. Um, not sure if everyone out there is familiar with them. They're pretty big now. They started maybe like five to 10 years ago um but they're pretty widespread now and they do a lot of dehydrated veggies um that are kind of like carrot chips and beet chips and things like that and i actually use those to get my veggies in sometimes um and they also have a lot of fiber so that's sometimes what i'll do where i'll get like a protein bar and then i'll get carrot chips and i'll get you know a couple of mix and mash type things and i get some popcorn for you know some carbs a grain um to get in there but one thing I will say is they do have a lot of sodium, which is not necessarily what you want getting onto an airplane. Um, Liz, I know you, I think, spoke a couple of weeks ago about airplane health and, you know, what to do before, after, during. Um, and salt is not something you usually want when you're either about to get on an airplane, on an airplane. It makes you even more bloated, makes you feel kind of even more sluggish and gross. Um, so as long as you pair that with a lot of water, that usually helps. Um, But yeah, Liz, I don't know if you use any of those types of strategies or kind of what you do in the airport, saying you have some allergies as well.
0: Yeah. So, well, I have some follow-up questions that I'll pepper into me talking about me and my take on what you said, basically. Um, But no, sodium is tough. It can lead to, as you said, bloating. Um, Water, as we all know, is my MVP. So getting half your body weight in ounces of water per day, making sure you're going into that flight hydrated. Don't start hydrating five minutes before the flight. Like go in hydrated, have your water bottle, refill it. Um, That's a big one for me at airports, but I agree. I'm a fan of a protein bar. I don't know how you go about it, but for me, like I buy them in advance because a few things. One, I like to have it for the flight, uh, depending on where I'm going, how long it is, Plain food is disgusting. It doesn't matter what class you're sitting in. The food is typically very high in sodium. It's a preservative and it's just loaded with it. You can only imagine what they put in it to preserve plain food. And it's just not ideal. So I usually go in prepared. I pr- it depends how long the trip is, but honestly, I'll probably bring five, six, seven different bars just like I'll have one on the plane. Maybe there's a few mornings that like. I don't I skip breakfast, I work out, then it's like I'm a little hungry, I grab the bar or like I'm doing an excursion or on a hike or whatever, it depends where I am, etc. But I take it with me. It's good to know you have it as backup. So, mm-hmm. there are options in the airport. I'm someone who brings them myself. I like um I just recently discovered Aloha bars. Do you know the brand Aloha?
1: Yeah, it's I actually love them. We recently started selling them at Juice Press. They okay. they're a bar brand, but they also have protein shakes, which obviously yeah. you can't usually travel with um, because they are obviously liquid and they're more than three and a half ounces. But their protein shakes are really good too. But I do like their bars and they are actually all vegan, um, yeah. plant based. So if you protein are either vegetarian vegan. or vegan or dairy allergy, um, they're a good option for yeah. that. Yeah.
0: And gluten free. I have celiac. So they had several flavors. I tried them all recently when I was away and I like those. Um, I like Saqqara bars. I find they're not always the most satisfying, but they, again, they have cleaner ingredients. They taste mm-hmm. pretty good and they're reliable. So I'll bring those as well. In the airport, some of them have the Aloha bars, some have kind bars. I don't really buy kind bars at home, but I think it's a decent option if you're in the airport and you're looking for something with like, Nuts, not too much sugar. There's protein. They do have some junky ingredients, but not a ton. Like they're not the worst you can buy.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of RX bars in the airports because you can almost always find an RX bar. And they're relatively clean. Yeah, um, usually treated. pretty high in protein. Like they usually have like 15 grams. Yeah. So they're always like kind of a go-to. Obviously, I, I do try and stay away from like the chocolate, the chocolate peanut butter. They definitely have some of those flavors that are like basically candy. Mm. Um, but I usually go for like the blueberry one or the vanilla one. Um, but I, I do like it because it has like a little bit more fat too. So it's a little bit more filling to your point about Saqqara. Like I, I don't find the Saccara ones very filling either. Um, they're a little bit smaller and Mm -hmm. I think their goal is to be a little bit lower calories. So I don't think that they put as much of like the base of dried fruit, which I really like for the carbs for my blood sugar, or they put enough nuts in there, different things to make it as filling. Um, but I love what you said about preparing. So I actually should have started there because I guess that's technically the start of your trip, (laughs) but I am also a very big fan of packing so many different things in yeah, advance for food. Okay, I am you. like half my suitcase is literally food <laughs> when I go on vacation. Um, I definitely bring a ton of protein bars. Um, sometimes we'll stop up at the airport either before or after I land. Also, depending on how many I ate. Um And then I usually will bring like a bag of raisins or something. Um, Again, mostly because I have low blood sugar. So I like to have like something that's really easy to get my blood sugar up if I'm ever in a pinch and I start to feel lightheaded. Um, I do also usually bring some, like a bag of almonds or like some type of nut, again, just super easy to take on the go with you, um, put it in whatever bag you're carrying that day. Um, and I do make protein muffins, so I can actually share the recipe if you want to link it to your followers. Um, it's a pretty awesome recipe. It uses mostly egg whites. Um, so it's, they're super high in protein. They're really yummy. I actually have two different recipes. One is a little bit it's one of them is really protein it's high protein not a lot of anything else um and then one of them is a little bit more of what I would call like a complete meal if you had two or three of them because it's made also with bananas and nut butter so it's a little bit higher also in carbs and fat so it could be like a makeshift breakfast if you ever don't have time to eat breakfast one day um and usually I'll make like a batch of them and literally just put them in a Ziploc bag and toss them in my suitcase and bring them with me. Um, And just like, I'll usually bring a smaller Ziploc bag too. So I can put like one or two in my purse for the day if I'm going out. And I find that that you know can be really helpful because sometimes when you're traveling you like think you're gonna eat lunch at like one and then all of a sudden you're not actually eating lunch until three and you're like starving yeah. Yeah. and you like get are getting really hangry and i don't ever like going into meals overly hungry because i feel like i then just eat so much that i get exhausted yeah um so i do also really like to bring that um i try and just bring like little, you know, tidbits of like the, like Justin's almond butter packets I'll bring. Um, Cause usually you can find like an apple or a banana at the hotel you're staying at or at a grocery store. And I like to just have the almond butter packets to make any snack a little bit filling. Um, but those are usually like really my go-tos and I like, I love to travel with them. Um, I'm also a big fan of hitting a grocery store when you land, obviously depending on what you're doing and where you're staying but especially if you're staying at like an airbnb that has a fridge or something like that and just grabbing like a few things to keep on hand um sometimes i'll travel with some cereal because i i eat um julian bakery protein granola cereal which i'm obsessed with um super Mm. high in protein super high in fiber i eat it literally every morning for breakfast in yogurt with fruit um dairy fruit yogurt but um I'll often bring that with me and then I'll just grab like some almond milk or something from a grocery store and be able to like throw like a quick breakfast before, you know, eating a real breakfast that day. If we're going out to breakfast, I just don't like to, you know, get too hungry. So definitely a huge fan of that.
0: Yeah, those are all really helpful options. I find the to-go almond butter packets are great because you can eat it plain, you can eat it on celery, you can eat it with A banana, an apple. And again, those are things you can bring with you. Chop up the celery in advance. Bring an apple or banana in advance. Or you can usually find those in airports as well as hotels. So also another thing is the nut butter packets are small. They're light. They don't take up a lot of space. So those are really easy to incorporate. Um, Two things I really like. So I know you're dairy-free. I minimize my dairy intake. I find I'm okay with parmesan it's minimal lactose so I'm someone who grew up very lactose intolerant and over time just like built up more of a tolerance but too much dairy will still like throw me over the edge but anyway I like parm crisps their their only ingredient is parmesan cheese Mm -hmm. and you can get like to go or travel size bags and it makes a great they're high in protein I think the small bag is like 100 calories or 120 calories and it's got like 10 or 15 grams of protein I'll have that with like some nuts and it's like you're having nuts and cheese and then maybe add a little fruit. So it's like, you know, it's like an on the go charcuterie type thing. I mean, I skipped the meat part, but fruit, cheese, and nuts to me, I do that a lot on planes also because fruit, usually I can like prepare in advance or it packs easily like one piece of fruit. And then you have like the to-go nuts, the to-go palm crisps. I want to ask you about dried fruit. So I'm not a huge fan of dried fruit. I find it makes me gassy, but I discovered this brand that I really like. It's called Fruit Bliss. I Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I buy it off Fresh Direct. Whole Foods has it. I get the cherries and the apricots, and basically it's like they dry the fruit, but then they inject water back into it. So... I know it's kind of strange. So like there's still dried fruit, but it's not as, it doesn't, you know, you think of like a dried apricot and it's like, all yeah, dried it's out so dried
1: out. fiber and like hard to
0: digest. Right. These are like, they have fiber. They're not like, they have sugar obviously because it's fruit, but there's nothing added. It's literally just apricots and water. They're a little more like wet. Like it's not that dried mm-hmm. ter- like, traditional dried apricot you would expect, but I find they're easier to digest and they are more filling. Like, as opposed to like dried paper's whole fruit kind of thing. I mean, it definitely sounds like
1: it would be more filling because obviously you're eating in part water the same way. You could eat a hundred raisins without really being full, but you probably would be exploding after a hundred grapes. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Exactly. So I can definitely imagine that. I have not heard of that brand. It sounds awesome though. Um, I definitely, I'm a big dried fruit fan, but I totally agree that it is sometimes hard to digest, can make you gassy. I try and drink a lot of water if I'm eating a lot of dried fruit. Um, but yeah, no, I'm curious how like easy it is to pack. Like when they inject the water back in, is it like, like it expands so it's bigger or it's just like wet?
0: Yeah, there it's both. So, I mean, it's not significantly bigger. Like it, if you saw the dried apricots, it looks like a normal dried apricot. It's just, it looks wet and it's like a little, like it's not dry. Yeah, yeah, it's plumper, but like the actual size of them, if you saw it in a bag, like it looks the same.
1: Interesting. No, that's yeah. a great option. I definitely yeah. think people should try that if, if they're someone who gets like super gassy from dried fruit.
0: Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is with dried fruit, a lot of times they make you gassy because they have, I think sodium dioxide in it is the preservative. So yeah, you have to it with that. Yeah. that and that'll create gas and like smelly gas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it. something to watch out for, especially on an airplane. Yeah. I was going to um, say, you don't want them
0: on a plane. <laughs> no.
1: Well, Also, because airplanes in general already make you so gassy from all the pressure changes. Right. Which I just, yeah, you don't want to add to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And I did talk about that a few weeks ago, is like the change in cabin pressure. One, um, well, I was going to, now I'm like, go, my brain is going over. But the change in cabin pressure changes basically the pressure. I hate to say like...
1: Well, it pushes all the pressure into your digestive tract, right? It changes exactly. So then people get gassy and bloated, even if you like like a chip bag. Like if you think of a chip bag on an airplane, you go up in the airplane and the chip bag is expanded. It's the same thing, exactly.
0: So add, you know, sodium, sodium dioxide into the mix, and it can be a little uncomfortable. So definitely, I wouldn't recommend going on a plane and just like downing a ton of dried fruit, especially with additives, unless you've you're familiar with dried fruit. But again, um, do you have any
1: specific brands? That you I like? honestly usually just eat the Trader Joe's dried fruit. I okay. love their raisins. I think their dried mangoes are amazing. They also, another thought I had when you were mentioning the digestion is freeze dried fruit is usually a little bit easier to digest than traditional like raisins and actual dried fruit because the process is just different. It's frozen. So the water isn't actually necessarily fully taken out of it. Um so that's another option of something where it's like a snack, it's high in fiber, it's fruit so it has vitamins, um it can help with blood sugar if you're someone who does get low blood sugar. Um so yeah, I mean that's definitely a great option as well and they're delicious.
0: Yum. What do you think of do you bring the Trader Joe's like to go trail
1: mix with you? So I'm not a big fan of trail mix um okay. personally just because I have a lot of trouble finding ones that either A, I like everything in it, Mm -hmm. or B, doesn't just have like a ton of chocolate and other things in it. So I'm not a big fan of the Trader Joe's trail mixes. I find that they go a little bit too heavy on adding like chocolate chips or like also the problem with trail mix, in my opinion, is that obviously any CPG company wants to make their products as cheap as they can. Mm -hmm. So typically they'll load it with the highest proportion of the cheapest ingredient. So... Mixed nuts, usually, like, 50% or more peanuts. Um, and I don't oh. eat peanuts, so I would l- never want, like, a bag of mixed nuts like that. Um, trail mix, a lot of times they'll load it with, like, ton of dried fruit, chocolate, just things that are cheaper than nuts, sunflower seeds. Um, so I'm not a big fan of those. Either I'll usually just make my own type of trail mix or I'll just, you know, eat the one thing at a time. And I'm not, like, a big buy the pre, like, mini... Mm-hmm. nut type of packs i'm more mm-hmm. someone who just like will bring like a smaller ziploc bag with me and i'll just portion out a few of them to bring with me um but that's more just a personal choice <laughs> um i just don't ever really i've just never thought about really the value in buying them pre-portioned out like that like, i guess unless you want to really know you know how many calories how many how much protein all of that is in it um but especially with something like almonds or something that's super easy to portion out into a smaller bag that's usually just what i'll do um But yeah, I do, I guess on the topic of CPG, warn people about like the mixed bags of things. Usually it's not often as mixed as you think it's going to be.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And you make a great point that like you can make your own trail mix at home. Like I always recommend getting raw unsalted nuts. So get your nut of choice. And then I would say make the bulk of the trail mix nuts. And then you can add in like one sweet, you know, if you want like, a dark chocolate chip if you want Mm -hmm. like some dried fruit but I would make it primarily nuts because you want the
1: healthy fats you want the protein and the fiber that's the point yeah I mean you're eating this to be full you're not eating it I mean you could be eating it just as a snack and to enjoy it but at that point I would just say have a bar of chocolate um but yeah I mean you don't need to have trail mix where the point of it is usually like because you're hungry and you're trying to get nutrition while like you don't necessarily need to add a ton of sugar into the mix um I usually try and separate that like if I'm having a dessert or a treat like I'm going to have a treat it's going to be a dessert Um, I'm not as much of a fan of kind of like sprinkling it throughout because I think that that's how you sneakily end up eating a ton of sugar because all of a sudden you're eating all of these snacks that are like somewhat healthy but all of a sudden like everything has you know you're eating like you were saying the kind bars earlier where like yes you're having nuts but there's usually chocolate in there too or you're having trail mix that actually has like chocolate chips and all these other things in it where you're not really registering these snacks as like a quote unquote treat you're thinking them as just like a snack because you're hungry and then you know now you're like oh I really want dessert and you kind of sneakily start adding a lot of sugar into your diet whereas I'm just really strongly prefer to just you know when I'm having a snack for a nutritional reason because I'm hungry and because I need fuel that's going to be you know a very healthy snack um, but then when I, you know, want ice cream, I'm gonna have ice cream. Um and it's gonna be delicious and I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna, you know, say this is my treat. I'm really enjoying it, I'm happy about it, I taste, you know, how delicious it is, versus kind of just hiding the sugar and all of these other little things.
0: Totally. That's a great point. Another thing too I recommend is like I mean, we sort of already said this, but you can do a bag of nuts and then you can eat it with fruit. So if you don't want the dried fruit, Or if you want something that maybe is like bigger going to take up more like actual more space in your stomach like eat a full banana while you're snacking on almonds or, you know, like not that I mean, I don't I'm not anti banana chips, but they do tend to be like, I don't know if it's just in the drying process they a lot of sometimes I think they like remove the fiber they remove water and then they're just like higher in sugar.
1: So yeah, I agree
0: with that. It's like just eat the banana. No, I'm, I'm
1: not a big fan of banana chips, and also yeah, they sugar, to add sugar too. Like I, I don't think that out of the dried fruit choices, I would not say banana chips top. You know my suggestions. I would say like apricots, raisins, mango with nothing added to it. Mm-hmm. Um, craisins definitely a no because in my book, at least, because they yeah, always I add sugar raisins.
0: Very high sugar. Um,
1: yeah, so you know I the definitely
0: brand, rind R I
1: N D. Oh yeah, I love rind.
0: Yeah, they have really delicious dried fruit with no nothing added. It's just mm-hmm. the fruit and they have these nice mixes. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I was going to say it's like interesting mixes like they have One that I really like that's um, dried like peaches, apples, and strawberries. And it's just not something that you typically would see. So it's a little more interesting. They have one that's actually dried watermelon strips and they're so good. That one's really Uh, good. There's coconut in it too. Yeah. So if you want like something that's also like a little crispy, like coconut chip that has some fat in it too. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting brand cause they have very cool mixes of unusual dried fruit that you don't usually see.
0: Yeah. And I find rind at Whole Foods.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other places
0: too, but if not, look it up. Um, R I N D. Um, one other thing I wanted to note too, if you are making like an at home trail mix dates, so dates are typically high sugar, a medjool date, they're delicious, but it can be about the amount of sugar a dessert but if you need something they they have potassium which I like um if you are making a trail mix you could cut up a date and there you go there's your dried fruit it's not they're not even
1: are they considered dried they are well dates I I think are dried plums just like naturally
0: are they dried plums I thought that was prunes
1: oh you're right that's prunes sorry
0: yeah, your dates totally are
1: different. Right. I don't know. I guess a date is a dried date. Yeah, a date. We've never seen like a that. real date. I've never seen, not seen a date. that's not looked like that. But no, me either. But I no, think... I, I think dates are a great snack. I think also now they have like Julies. They have the little yeah. single serves that yeah. are like three dates. Like I'm someone who loves dates, so I could eat an entire week and then you just feel terrible because. Yeah so high in sugar and it hurts your stomach so much because it's so high in fiber too but I think those like Julie's three little dates in a pack is like the perfect size um we actually at Juice Press just started selling this brand called Realzy that oh is three dates with almond butter in the middle so if you're ever someone who's put your own almond butter in the middle which I have done and it's amazing, amazing. yeah and they figured out how to basically how to literally do it in a package That's so amazing. it's pre-almond butter in the middle date snack. So it's also, you know, getting you a little bit of protein, getting you a little bit of fat. Like it's a really mm-hmm. good snack um, yeah. versus just a plain date.
0: Yeah. No, I was thinking cut up the date, sprinkle it into your, you know, with your mm-hmm. almonds or whatever trail mix because it's that's it's sweet and it's dried fruit. Um, but I'm going to have to check out this brand. I do that all the time. I'll like slice it and then put a little bit of mm-hmm. almond butter in it. And you can even freeze it for a bit. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So good. Delicious. So, okay, as the COO of Juice Press, you're very up on CPG, snacks, packaged goods, all of that. What do you look for and what do you avoid or caution people against when choosing packaged goods? And this could be in an airport or anywhere. Just
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, a great question. I always, well, first of all, I'll say that the nutrition label has gotten so much better over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, at making it really easy for someone who does not have a nutritional background to understand and look for what, you know, they should be looking for. So um, starting with the serving size, even there used to be a lot of sneaky behavior Mm -hmm. on labels where companies would say, you know, oh, this is the nutrition for one serving, but they were calling a serving like half of the bag of chips where it was like clearly a single serve bag of chips where no one was really eating half of it. Um, so they got a lot of sneaky behavior in that way. Um, but now that's very regulated. So companies really aren't doing that anymore. So it makes it really easy to tell. Um, the first thing that I always look for is protein because I'm someone who really, when I get hungry, I feel like I can't just have, you know, anything. I I really look for something that's going to be filling. And to me, that means protein, um, that slows down your digestion and keeps you fuller longer. So, I don't necessarily say that it has to be a high protein snack, but it helps if there's a little bit of protein in there. I would love to have a snack that's like five to seven grams of protein, nothing crazy, but it just, you know, it helps fill you up. It just means that it's not kind of empty snack. That's going to go right through you and you're going to be hungry in 20 minutes. Um, It just kind of helps slow down the digestion a little bit more. Um, The next thing that I'll look for is the sodium because I really try to stay away from as much sodium as I can. Um, I find that it just makes me, especially traveling, but even not traveling, it makes me very, very bloated and tired. Um, I try and keep my snacks ideally below 150 milligrams of sodium. That's not always possible um, in like a CPG environment, especially if you're at an airport or something where you have limited options, but nuts. I always go unsalted, um, if there's ever a low sodium version or a reduced sodium version of something, I'll go with that one. Um, I'll try and pair it with something that maybe is lower in sodium. So it's more filling without eating the whole thing. So I'll get, you know, almond butter, no salt added. And then I might have gluten-free pretzels or something that does have sodium in it. And I'll dip it in the almond butter. So it's a little bit filling and I'm not eating as many pretzels and you're sort of like watering down, so to speak, the amount of sodium that you're consuming, um, And then I'll look for fiber because I really am. I'm someone who eats a ton of fiber. Um, If you are listening and you're not someone who currently needs a ton of fiber, I would suggest ramping it up because if you all of a sudden go like full swing fiber and you're not used to eating a lot of fiber, it will hurt your stomach. Yes. Um, Gradual. I talk about that. Gradual and water. It will be constipated if you
0: don't have adequate amounts of water. So increase your water and do the gradual fiber.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no. So I, I try and get like ideally five to seven grams of fiber, um, in a snack, which by the American standard is a ton. Um, considering Mm -hmm. the recommendation is only like 25 grams per day for women. Um, but that in my opinion is super low. Um, I probably eat at least 50 grams of fiber in a day, um, at minimum. So Mm -hmm. I usually look for my snacks Yeah. I mean, the cereal that I was mentioning earlier, the Julian's Bakery, I think is like 12 grams. So that's just breakfast. <laughs> and I'm already at like half of the daily requirement. Yeah. I usually put like some blueberries on my on my little yogurt mix also, which are super high in fiber. So usually by like 6.30 a.m., I've already had like <laughs> almost 20 grams of fiber for my day. Um, but I usually look for a snack to be like five to seven grams. Usually we'll drink it with water because, again, not only does it make it not hurt your stomach as much, but it actually fills you up more because a lot of the fiber, depending on if it's soluble or insoluble, it like is basically meant to absorb the water and kind of mm-hmm. fill up your stomach in that way. Yep. So pairing the fiber with water is going to make it work like 10 times better than just having fiber with nothing else. Um, so I'll usually look for five to seven grams of fiber, five to seven grams of protein. I don't pay that much attention to the carbohydrate content. Um, I know a lot, a lot of people might, but, um, I am not someone who has ever subscribed to kind of like trying to reduce my carbohydrate intake. I think that's very, very personal based on your body. Um, Again, I mentioned a few times that I have low blood sugar, so I'm not someone who would ever want to reduce my carbohydrate intake because I know it would make me feel terrible. Um, that being said, there are definitely a lot of people that I know that have extremely healthy diets and feel really amazing, and they do kind of, like, look at how much carbs they're consuming. Also, if you're someone who has type 1 or type 2 diabetes, that's obviously something that you should be looking for. Pre-diabetes, that's something you should be looking out for. Um, I don't personally pay that much attention to it. I more so look at the fiber and the sugar and I look at the ratio. So which kind of does go hand in hand with carbohydrates, because if you're <laughs> eating something that is low in fiber and really high in sugar, you're not, it's going to be high in carbohydrates. Um, but yeah. if you're trying to look for something that's higher in fiber, lower in sugar, it naturally will be a lower carbohydrate food. Um, so I try to keep the sugar ideally but t- below like 20, 25 grams. For a snack that's still a little bit high but that being said that is because a lot of my snacks are like dried fruit based or kind of based on ingredients that inherently do have carbohydrates in them um i'm sorry sugar in them so whether that's you know a rind snack or something like that or even an rx bar like those are you know based on dates a lot of the time or lara bars i really like those are based on nuts and dried fruit so those will typically have a fair amount of carbohydrates um and sugar, but I also then will look at the fat and I try to get at least a couple of grams of fat in my snacks. Um, I'm not someone who eats, eats a super high fat diet cause I find it really hurts my stomach. Um, but again, that's just really a personal, like how your body processes and digest foods. I find that when I eat a lot of fat, um, in one sitting, it really, really makes me like not not digest anything and i just feel terrible i feel exhausted i feel like super bloated um so i will usually try and not have a super high fat snack um but really focus more on like protein carbohydrates fiber
0: i like that and one of the reasons i like it is because so gentle reminder to everyone sugar is a carbohydrate fiber is a carbohydrate um i don't really prescribe specific diets, but anyone who's been listening from the beginning knows I personally advocate for and personally feel my best at higher protein, higher healthy fat, definitely prioritizing fiber, but lower carb in general. Um, And the reason I'm happy you're speaking about what works for you is because that's just it. Like based on the fact that you have low blood sugar and based on a million other things, that's what works for you. And you can't just like, Read an Instagram diet or a TikTok trend or whatever, and say, "Okay, this is going to work for me." Everyone is so different. For me personally, like I love healthy fats. I eat a lot of avocado. I eat a lot of salmon. I eat a lot of chia seeds. I have a lot of extra virgin olive oil. So it sounds like that would make you sick and hurt your stomach. But so it's just funny because like that's what works for me. For you, it sounds like it would literally make you sick. But like that's why nutrition is like so personalized, and it really is so specific and. I feel bad because, you know, when people are not educated on nutrition, and let's be honest, a majority of the U.S. is not, there's so much mixed messaging, and it can get really confusing, and it can also be really frustrating, so figuring out really what works for you best is really what's most important, and I find that, you know, for me, carbs are not evil. As I've said, fiber is a carb, and I'm very big into fiber, very big into gut health, butyrate, feeding those healthy um, gut bacteria, all of that. So I personally find, though, for me, sugar in snacks, I try to keep it below – like, I'm a little lower than you. I try to keep it lower than 10 grams. Mm. But, like, yeah, that's I, mean, I think a lot of people me. probably do
1: that. <laughs> I, but, yeah, but again, like that's, I said I think a lot of people probably look to do that. But again, like, that is what works for you. Right. Um, I think that it's so important and definitely under-recognized – in terms of what those numbers should mean to you and that it's not one size fits all. And I think that sometimes that gets very clouded, especially in the age of social media, where people are, everyone's all of a sudden a dietitian and everyone is all of a sudden prescribing diets, doing what Mm -hmm. I eat in a day, um, like doing all these different things that people think that that's just how you're gonna look like them if you just follow what they're doing, which is just so not true. Um, Aside from just genetics, there's so many different components that go into how something will affect your body. Um, We all have different levels of enzymes, different production of enzymes, different rates of metabolism. For anyone who doesn't know, those enzymes are what breaks down proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. So that's what allows you to actually absorb it and use it for energy you store it do whatever your body needs to do with it so we all have different production of different enzymes which is why you know maybe i don't have as much production of the enzymes that will break down fat and that's why it's hard for me to digest that like that's not a problem for you um you know the, there are different things like that um you know, my, I get low blood sugar, so my pancreas probably produces more (laughs) of, you know, insulin or something like that, that's getting me that low blood sugar. Whereas that's why I'm looking for the carbohydrates and why I usually can't go more than two or three hours without eating because I just get really hungry. uh, Um, my blood sugar is already getting low. Um, so it is just totally personal. Um, and I think always the best way to do it is to try different things, really pay attention to how your body feels, yeah. not just, you know, Oh, I ate this snack and you know, I'm hungry or I'm full, but like, do you digest it? Well, do you, do you feel lighter? Do you feel heavier? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel tired? How mm-hmm. is that food affecting you? And over time you learn like, Oh, when I have a lot of this specific nutrient in my snacks it actually fills me up or when I have a lot of this one it actually makes me feel terrible um and you kind of like start to learn your own body and obviously that can most easily be done with the help of a registered dietitian but for that's not always you know in the cards for everyone so you can always just play with your own body basically and and test and just see how it goes and the best part is that you are the one who's going to be the most attuned so no nutritionist is going to be able to look at you and tell you exactly what you need. That's just not possible. They're only there to guide you based on what you're experiencing. Um, so you can kind of do that by yourself too.
0: Absolutely. And that's where food journals can really be helpful. Cause like right down the time you eat something, how do you feel after, are you bloated? Are you gassy? Did it keep you full for five hours? Are you energized? Are you fatigued? Like this is where you really, it does take some time and intention and attention but it's really helpful and only you can know how you feel. So like pay attention, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes after you eat it, how are you feeling? Those are really important things to make note of. And yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a little bit different for everyone. And one thing I just wanted to note, before when you were talking about the enzymes, I was like lipase, that's what breaks down fat, or at least one of the main ones that breaks down Mm -hmm. fat. Um, I also think it's important to mention, like you were saying, because you, whatever you were saying, I don't even remember now, My but my point that makes sense to it, so I'm sure it'll come back to me, is that if you are someone who eats more carbs, your body over time, I'm not going to say it produces more amylase, which is the um, enzyme to break down carbohydrates or the main one. I, I don't know. Maybe there's like a bunch of other. I know like the three main ones, whatever. But I would imagine someone who has a higher carb diet or is used to eating more carbs, your body's gonna be more efficient at breaking it down mm-hmm. and digesting it and processing it. So if you're someone who, you know, you haven't historically had a lot of protein and you're trying to add more protein, or you haven't had as many carbs, you're trying to add more carbs, be patient as your body adjusts to the shift because it is also shifting in what it breaks down and the enzymes required to do so. So That's again, that's over time. Like your body, it sounds like it's probably very efficient at processing carbs and breaking them down. Yeah. And everyone's body body.
1: is so good at adjusting to what it needs. Like we are truly adapters as humans. Mm -hmm. Our bodies have evolved and adapt so much over the last, you know, years and years and years and years. Um, and, it's interesting because I feel like that's also why when you change your diet or, you know, you're trying a new diet, all of a sudden you like drop 10 pounds in like five seconds and it's probably, it's because your body hasn't caught up to it yet. Your body hasn't figured out how to adjust to that new way of eating. And it's funny because people think of, Oh, I really want a fast metabolism. I want to be able to break things down really fast and not gain weight or whatever they're thinking. But having such a fast metabolism and being able to eat whatever you want and, you know, not be, not be able to put on weight is actually an inefficient metabolism by the standard of evolution because your body wants to actually be able to use what you're eating for energy and break it down and absorb it. So when you change your diet really drastically, you might lose you know, five ten pounds really quickly, but it's because your body hasn't yet figured out how to readjust to breaking that down and actually using that fuel for what you're supposed to use it for. And then all of a sudden right. you plateau because right. now your body is like, okay, I figured this out. Right. I figured out how to, you know, ketogenesis is a really good example. You drop weight really quickly in water part weight. because water weight, because you're not eating carbohydrates. Carbohydrates pull in water as they go into your cells. So you're not doing that anymore. All of a sudden, all of the water is leaving your cells. You're peeing it all out. Um, you lose weight really quickly. And then usually you plateau because one, it wasn't real weight. And two, now your body is in ketosis and it knows how to use fat for energy. So now you're absorbing literally all of the fat you're eating, all of the protein you're eating. You're not getting rid of any of it. You're using all of it for energy. Um, Usually you eat protein and you use the amino acids to build protein in your body and then you pee out the rest. You don't store any of it. But now your body is all of a sudden using fat and protein for energy. So you plateau really quickly because your body is like, oh, what's going on? I'm not actually supposed to be dropping weight this quickly because that goes against evolution, goes against what I'm trying to do. um, And it actually fights you back
0: absolutely no that's such an important point i've definitely talked about like water weight previously especially when i talk about like the keto diet but you mentioned an excellent point that i have not yet touched on which really is that when you change you know due to evolution we've changed a billion times but like when you shift your diet or you're shifting whatever there may be a drastic change immediately, but then your body adjusts. It shifts what it produces, how much it produces, and, you know, figures out how to utilize whatever substrates it's getting, whether it's ketones, which is fat, or whether it's glucose, which is carbohydrates, also protein via gluconeogenesis can be turned into glucose for energy. So it's going to shift which substrate it focuses on. And it can do that. It just may take a few days, a few weeks, depending on who you are, but it does it and it figures it out and it catches up. So, You know, really the goal is food is fuel, using food to fuel you, you wanna feel energized, you wanna feel good, and figuring out what makes you feel the best. But sometimes when you're traveling, that can be difficult um, just because of limited options. But I can tell you as someone with celiac, I have not had a single problem eating gluten-free all throughout Italy, France, Spain, all over the US. Um, other places as well. But those are just some some to mention. So if you are cognizant and, of course, plan ahead as best you can with certain things, not that it will get rid of your anxiety, but hopefully it helps keep it at least, like, reduced or at bay for a majority of the trip.
1: I always say, like, better to have and not need than to need and not have. So bring with you for battle. Like, when I'm packing for a trip, I'm packing for – if. I was going to be starved for a week. No <laughs> one was going to give me food. There's no access to a restaurant. Like if yeah. I had to live, if we got like lost on a desert Island getting there and I could live out of my suitcase on my food. And yeah. that's why I'm, If the worst that happens is you come home with it or if you don't want to carry it, you get rid of it. You know, yeah. like there's really no downside. It's always better to have backups. It's always going to reduce your anxiety to have what you need as you know, a last resort if something doesn't work out. Um, always going and prepared especially if it's an active trip where you're going to be really moving your body a lot really hungry out and about all day not always easy access to food if you're having one of those types of trips always definitely having a bag with protein bars nuts you know things to snack on throughout the day as you need them
0: yeah absolutely i mean did we did i ask you with protein bars i mentioned the aloha i mentioned sakar i mentioned kind do you have any specific, like, go-to brands for protein bars that you
1: have? um Well, I mentioned the RX bars. Those really right, are right. – the RX, and I do, like, the Aloha bars. Those are two of my – definitely my go-tos because, um, again, I do try to avoid, like, really added sugar in my mm-hmm. protein bars, um, and I find that those don't – and Aloha, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, does use Stevia, Um. I'm not a big artificial sugar fan, but stevia does not actually bother my stomach. Um, every other artificial sweetener that I've ever consumed Ugh. completely destroys my stomach. No. He- like, uh, allulose destroys like it's everything, different. anything yeah. and everything. Monk fruit, terrible. Um, obviously, that's personal. If you're someone who really likes that, that's fine. Um, I have a very sensitive stomach and. <laughs> I always say when I'm explaining to someone why these artificial sugars hurt your stomach, it's if you think about it, it's the reason that it's an artificial sugar and the reason that it's zero sugar and zero calories is because you can't digest it. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's going to hurt your stomach yeah. because your stomach is trying to digest something that it can't.
0: Yeah. It's so, literally indigestible.
1: It, yeah, it's a that's exactly why it's zero calories. So yeah i mean so aloha i like because again like no really added sugar it does use stevia but does not bother my stomach um doesn't have like a super stevia-y taste that i find you get a lot of the time with Mm -hmm. stevia it's like a a really sharp aftertaste
0: chemical um
1: but those are definitely my go-tos i like larabars they're not protein um but i like them more as like a snack bar that Mm -hmm. if i'm not necessarily looking for protein but it's just easier than carrying like nuts separately and dried fruit separately and all these other things, it's just a little bit easier if you're like hiking or something um to eat in bar form. Um but again, not protein. Um really just yeah. like snack.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love Lara Bars also and they are date based. So they are higher in sugar. But again, it's natural sugar and it's paired with the healthy fats from all the nuts. So it's not spiking your blood sugar
1: mm-hmm. so sharply given they also came out with these like small ones recently like they're a half oh, size oh which yeah I, which i love i think it's perfect For because it's like you're getting still that snack but you're not oh. like i don't necessarily always want a full bar of just nuts and dried fruit right um so i think the snack size is actually really smart of them um because it also allows them to just like kind of cut that sugar number cut that fat number cut that calorie number whereas yeah. a lot of people who were eating them probably didn't even care about eating the whole bar um so, I'm yeah, I think that that's a really great option, too.
0: Yeah, I buy them – I haven't recently, but I have previously bought in the chocolate chip cookie dough flavor in the snack size. So it's I think those are, like, 100 calories each. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe, like, five grams of sugar. But they do the trick. They're, like, chewy and sweet and delicious and, like totally. – It's a good little snack. So, well, this has been really helpful. That was – a lot of great things broken down i think everyone's going to find this really helpful do you have do you travel with your water bottle
1: i do i i will admit i am not a good water consumer um as you talked about at brunch yesterday um i had i had it was like we we got brunch at
0: like 1 30. i'm gonna cut you off just so everyone know we had a production meeting at balthazar and we were supposed to talk about this and then record it after. And then we didn't talk about this and we didn't record it after. But we we <laughs> a lot of, we covered a lot of topics. I got super hydrated. You not I so did not. I um I
1: had we I walked into brunch at 1:30 130, or 139 because I've never been early or on time in my life. That's um 139. Um had already had, had already worked out, had one cup of coffee, zero water, and then we sit down. I order an iced coffee, and we had two aperol spritzes. And mm-hmm. the entire time, Liz is like, "You have not had a sip of your water." I'm like, so yeah. I am, yeah, I am not good at that. I, but I try to be. I do carry a water bottle with me. I just don't drink out of it. So well, that useful. is my
0: problem.
1: What it's for nothing? That's useless. You carry it with you, but you don't actually it's, drink. It's step one. Um, because if that I didn't carry true. it with me, there'd be nothing to drink out of. so it's step one um I do when I'm sitting like when I'm at work I do put a straw in my water bottle because I find for whatever reason it makes me drink it easier more maybe just because I'm like focused on my work and I'm kind of like sipping on it mindlessly as I'm working um but I find when I'm like out and about and doing stuff I do totally forget to drink water which is not good at all um definitely a goal of mine for 2023 now that we are already halfway through and I have not made any progress, but it was a goal of mine for 2023 to drink more water.
0: I mean,
1: I do give you
0: credit. You're carrying the bottle with you. You're right. Without the bottle, you know, you would have nothing to drink the water from. Um, I'm very big into hydration and... I would say I drank a majority of the water on the table yesterday. But (laughs) you know, they had they I love when they leave, I love when they fill up your water, but leave like the job. Yeah, that's my favorite. And that's what they did, but I was the only one who kept refilling. Um, but that's okay. You'll get there, but you're gonna feel better when you're actually hydrated.
1: I know. No, no one should model what I'm doing. It's it's not good. It's like I'm trying. Like I need someone to hold me accountable to drinking water.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll start texting you. Like for example, not to like brag or anything, but yesterday I came into 1:30 brunch, (laughs) and I had done SLT, and then I walked there, and then I had probably had at that point like I would say I probably came in at 45 ounces of water that I had already had.
1: That's like. A dream for me
0: yeah it was I mean that's what you should be
1: doing that's what you should be doing I was
0: I felt good and and then I
1: I came home and I was exhausted and I laid in bed for two hours because I was so tired and probably really dehydrated because I also worked out and did not drink any water during or after my workout
0: well I drink it before I don't usually drink it during but I always drink it before and always after
1: so here's a question for you I find when I drink water in the morning it hurts my stomach if I what? drink water, no, plain I'm serious, water? plain water. If I like, I can't wake up and drink water or it really hurts my stomach. I have to wait. Like I work what out in happened? the morning, so what? Well, sorry, finish your story. And then I want to know what
0: happens. Like what kind of pain, what does it feel like?
1: Okay, so well, I'll, I'll say that first. So the okay. it's not really pain. I just feel like it doesn't like digest. Not that you digest water, but I feel like I can like feel it in my stomach and it doesn't feel comfortable. Okay. Like, I feel like I can't drink water on an empty stomach, but I can drink coffee on an empty stomach. But you're not supposed uh, to do that. The acidity is in your stomach. It, like, no, we need to stop. But I, I work out in the morning. So usually I'll like wake up, work out, and then I'll start drinking water and it doesn't bother my stomach. If I start drinking water like during my workout, obviously not. Chugging it, but like little sips, because if you chug it, obviously you'll feel sick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But like little sips during my workout, it does not bother me. Um. But I, if I, if I like drink water when I first wake up, unless it's like a tiny, tiny sip, it really does just make me feel like like my stomach is just like unsettled. Interesting. Maybe I should drink hot water. Maybe that's why coffee doesn't bother me because it's warm. So you drink it warm. Yeah, try it. Yeah, try like hot, hot coffee in the morning.
0: Try Okay. Yeah, it could be temperature. Try a hot water with, I mean, you don't have to put lemon in it, but you might want to.
1: Yeah, maybe I should try that. Maybe that's part of it. It's like the cold, shocking, like an empty stomach or something.
0: Well, and they do, I think it's like Eastern medicine does say, like, well, if you, there's a few things. One, you're technically, like when you're doing sports and athletics, you're not supposed to drink cold water. You're supposed to drink room temp Nuclear, water. Yeah. Because it takes your body, like, more energy. It, it has to exert yeah. more energy to deal to with like cold To, like, bring water. it down to temperature. Right, right. So there's that part. The other part that I was going to mention, I don't really remember. I lost my train of thought. Um, no, you are
1: right, though. You're, like, all, like, Asian cultures, it's, like, yes, drink temperature it's water. Or, like It's, like, Asian cultures at dinner, they'll drink the like, hot water. Yeah. With lemon, not cold water. Because you're not, right. like, it does shock your body to drink cold water.
0: Right. So like I would say for someone like you start with room temp and if that doesn't work, then what you said is a great idea is like hot water or add like hot water with lemon. I'm really interested to see because like for me personally, I drink, I drink a little cooler than room temp, but I don't have ice in my water, especially Mm -hmm. when I wake up because I have a water bottle I just like drink from. And I always drink it before coffee because coffee, the acidity, it's apparently like very rough on your stomach if it's the first thing in there. I don't expect everyone to just like rip water the way I do, but if you can start the day off hydrating, you're more likely to remember it and continue it throughout the day. Whereas like when it doesn't dawn on people till 3 p.m., they're like, oh, I haven't drank any water. I'm like, well, you're not reaping any of the benefits. You can chug it now. And the second part of your day should, ideally you'll feel a little better, but like you want to be hydrated from the beginning to fight that fatigue. It's hard to play catch up too. It's hard to play catch up, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. I'll bother you.
1: I need the, I need the encouragement. I need to start. There was one summer a couple of years ago where I was very good at drinking water and it was only because I was literally tallying it as I did it throughout the day. That's fine. Um, But I was also in college and I had a really boring summer internship. So it kind of became like a game to me during the day, like to entertain me.
0: (laughs) the fact that that's what was entertaining i don't want to know what kind of that's how boring the
1: internship was yeah like that's
0: not fun and like <laughs> tallying takes two seconds it was really
1: entertaining
0: <laughs> i love it um well i'm so glad you came on where can everyone find you i'll link to you in the show notes like your instagram anything mm-hmm. else you want me to link and your muffin recipe but what else where else can people find you
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Instagram is really the best place. Um, and then my, my website is on my Instagram. So you can always reach me via email by clicking on my website. Um, and yeah, definitely link the recipes and on my Instagram, I have actually a bunch of recipes that I make all the time, um, that are typically coming from a nutrition perspective and obviously delicious, but, um, focusing on, you know, balancing certain macros that you might be looking for.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, Ari. It's been a pleasure, the COO. I remember, so just before we sign off, when Ari first told me she got this promotion, which was very much deserved, let's just say that. She's very hardworking. No one deserves this title more than her. I screamed a little. We were out to dinner and I was like, I did the little like screech. I was very excited. And like, I was like sort of expecting it.
1: It was, yeah, it was a good dinner. It was a very celebratory dinner. Yeah. Um, Delicious. Very, if anyone it lives in New York, double zero, really great yeah. gluten-free, dairy-free pizza. Yeah. Um,
0: and, pasta. and pasta. It was, Yeah. We had an elaborate meal and we closed the place down, but not because we were there late. It was like a Friday night and we left at like
1: 1030. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I I they just don't have a big late night crowd, I guess. Yeah, I guess not.
0: But anyway, thank you so much for coming on. And I think everyone's really going to appreciate all of your master tips. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
1: It was super fun. I hope everyone enjoys. Yes, thank you again.